Diz Life Podcast is brought to you by Pinch of Pixie Dust Travel. People who love Disney understand that life isn't about the breaths you take, it's about the moments that take your breath away. That's why we help coordinate the most magical adventures for you and your family. Disney, Universal, Sandals, Norwegian, Carnival, and more, we are a full-service concierge travel agency that will help with every aspect of your journey. Let us take care of the details while you enjoy your family. Get a quote today by calling us at 570-832-7798 or fill out a trip request form at pinchapixiedusttravel.com. Just follow the second start of the right straight on to your adventure. That's pinchapixiedusttravel.com, where you're making memories one trip at a time. Stop walking while I'm squawking. Caramba, we have something really big for you today. And now, the show that has the whole town cooking. Welcome, foolish mortals. Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the train and remain seated at all times. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. It's time for this Diz Life Podcast with your hosts, Mark Valentine and Dwayne Willie. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of this Diz Life Podcast. My name is Mark Valentine. I'm the host of this Diz Life Pos- Podcast. <laughs> Already we're slipping up, Dwayne. <laughs> How are you doing? The one and only Dwayne Willie, my co-host, how is everything, my friend? Hey, hey, hey. I'm doing great, man. <laughs> I jumbled the beginning already. Doing wonderful. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining our show, making our network part of your Disney lives. Don't forget, every single one of those episodes is at thisdislifepodcast.com. Leave us a rating and a review. You can subscribe to Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, you name it. It's all there at thisdislifepodcast.com. If you want to hang out with us on one of our social media platforms, just a reminder, we're on Instagram at thisdislifepodcast, on TikTok at thisdislifepodcast. And if you do a Facebook group search, just type in This Dis Life and you will find us over at Club 33. Fan of the show? Consider becoming one of our incredible Patreons. Uh, our patrons are over at patreon.com backslash this is life. Our patrons have access to bonus content, special VIP live streams, and much, much more. Thank you to an incredible crew of people. Uh, most notably, we have a new uh, Joel Kuza just joined our Patreon two weeks ago. Still want to thank Maya from Earth's Mightiest Weirdos and the crew that has just been like super, super amazing. Uh, with like Amy and Dane is over there. Sarah Thurgood, TJ Bortel. Love all those guys. Amazing, amazing stuff. <laughs> Interestingly enough, Dwayne, this episode comes to us courtesy of one of our patrons. Yes, it does. Jeremy Hunt from Walkabout Walt Disney World podcast. If you haven't subscribed to Jeremy, go check out his podcast. He quite so amazing concept. He walks around the park with audio equipment, recording ambient noise, the sounds of the various lands, and he just kind of sits there and enjoys the ambient noise of the parks, ride cues, whatnot. And it is a really cool way to kind of get a dose of the parks in the middle of, of your day. Great concept. He's killing it. I mean, he yeah. is absolutely killing it. He's one of our patrons. 
So he reached out to me, inspired me and said, Hey, I have an idea for a series. And I was like, that is brilliant. <laughs> and he says, all right, we always need those. We do. He goes, okay, listen, here's the pitch. Everyone knows Guy Fieri takes us to Flavortown regularly on his TV series that highlights the triple D diners, drive-ins and dives. He said, Mark and Dwayne, you can up him. Mm-hmm. We're up in the ante here. So we don't have triple D. This Diz life has four D's ready. <laughs> Plus Disney. Dwayne. Plus Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> the fifth D, the extra D. <laughs> Quadruple D, Disney dining, deep dives. And in this episode, we're going to do a quadruple D for CRT and MK. So SB and relax. <laughs> yes. Dwayne, like do you want to, do you want to, yeah, uh, we, can, we can do a little POV yeah. on our way of the old MS. And <laughs> do, do you want to translate that for, for non-Disney acronym people? Do you know what I just said? Oh yeah. I know exactly what you just said. I mean, you, you'd have to do it again, but I could, I can. Get okay. So we've got quadruple D Disney right? deep dining. Uh, wait, no, I, I screwed Disney dining deep dive. Correct. For CRT. Cinderella's Royal Table. At MK. Magic Kingdom. <laughs> so SB and relax. <laughs> Sit back and relax. <laughs> We're feeling goofy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's kind of like that uh that episode or the uh the movie with um Robin Williams when he's the uh the radio guy. Um what's that? Good in morning the military. Vietnam? Yeah. Good. yeah. Good Vietnam. I love that movie. And he goes on that rant when he does all the abbreviations. Oh, it's so good. That That's is a so great awesome. clip. I love, good. I love that movie. Yeah, good call on that. <laughs> but just to say, well, so first of all, thank you to Jeremy Hunt for the idea. It is an amazing idea. We are going to do a deep Disney dining deep dive today at the request of Jeremy. And we're going to turn this into a series with what he wants us to do and what we're going to be breaking down. So what exactly does that mean? We're going to be breaking down the menu items, the cost, the experience, the ambiance, and offering a review of our dining experience along with an overall rating of the experience and the menu items that we ordered. So it's a way for us to give you information on is Cinderella's Royal Table worth the experience? What is there? What should I do? What do Mark and Dwayne consider that I should order? But as a larger issue, we love when our audience and our patrons and our fans suggest to us, Hey, listen, guys, I would love this. This is something that would be of great value to our family when we travel or just something I really want to know. Leave us a voicemail at thisdislikepodcast.com or send us a message on Instagram. If you're connected with us on one of the other socials, whether it be TikTok or Facebook, you are always welcome to ask us to do something we love quite possibly more than anything else when you guys as fans tell us, what you would love to talk about. And then it, in, yeah. it really fires us up because again, when you're doing this for, uh, for yourself, you don't know if anyone's out there in the ether listening. So it's great when you get that kind of feedback from people. So, uh, Jeremy, this one's for you as we are going to take that Disney dining deep dive over at Cinderella's Royal table. Uh, yes. Dwayne, you, uh, you have done Cinderella's Royal table for, bre- for breakfast. I did it for breakfast. And, uh, I've had enough dinners there for the both of us, so don't worry. <laughs> but I still have quite a few opinions. I, I have not only been there, but I have watched videos, seen things, and I know a yep. lot about the the insides of it uh, back yes. in the day, too. Um, 
which they don't do anymore. But at one time, they also had the uh, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique was also inside Cinderella's Castle. Yes. At one time. So I've also been in there. But just that whole area is is really nice. And that's something we're going to get into today. And it has since been moved. It is no longer. It has. It, it's, it's actually Correct. out back by the fountain or behind the fountain. on How uh, far from like Sir Mickey's? Yes. Not not far at all. It is actually right across the way from, from Sir Mickey's. The, the interesting point, too, is um, you have done breakfast. We're going to talk about breakfast, but these Disney dining deep dives are going to be a lot more than just talking about the menu items and the food. It's going to be us giving you kind of a very holistic look at this place and the value of it and whether or not you should prioritize booking um, Cinderella's Royal Table. But let's start from beginning to end. Let's get right into it. And let's start with the booking experience, because I think that that is probably one of the most important things when you're talking about this particular location. Why did we choose Cinderella's Royal Table? It is quite possibly the most prestigious and the premier location that almost every single family Mm -hmm. is looking to book on their Walt Disney World vacation. So it's one of the hardest reservations to get. Absolutely. So where should we start? It's obviously giving our listeners ideas for how to effectively book Cinderella's Royal Table. Okay. (laughs) So if you're looking to do, and and again, I'm going to try to use the acronym as much as I can. So if you're looking to do CRT, Cinderella's Royal Table, I will tell you if it's your first trip to Disney, or if you have not done this, it really is a must get reservation. Before I give you numbers Absolutely. and we break down any yeah. of the, the, the X's and O's of this deep, it, it's a must to do. Just do it. You have to do it. <laughs> if you have little kids and little girls, especially, it really is a must do. There is nothing mm-hmm. like treating your little princesses to being a princess for their lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Because there are three things that I want to tell you about this place that make it a must do. One, quite obviously... There's prime real estate. You are quite literally eating inside of Cinderella's castle. There's not a location behind it. There's not a show building. You're eating on the second floor of the castle. Secondly, it is a signature dining experience in that um, the, the quality of the food and what you're getting is outstanding. Third, it's character dining. We're going to talk about the elements of the character mm-hmm. dining. Um, it has changed considerably since phased reopening and it's still kind of in in that spot i do think that at some point or another they're going to return the full roster of characters absolutely but because of those three things it fills up the the very first day so if you don't book it on the first day that it's available to you in the 60 day window you're going to have the other option which is you're going to have to just spam the app the day before you want to go and hope and pray that someone just decided they could not make the reservation and possibly you could you could steal it. And that's the best way to describe it. Steal a reservation at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, kind of what Mark means there, too. Like, it, let's say that uh, you're going for a week. Uh, what I would actually recommend is, uh, you know, you're at your 60-day window. So when you start to book that 60-day window, um, book that and start with Cinderella's Royal Table. I don't care what day. It Truthfully, if it's at the end of your vacation, for instance, if it's day five, day six, even if it's day four, maybe it's the last park you go to, or the second time you're going to Magic Kingdom, sometimes that farther out day 
because it's 64, 65 days out is easier to get. But definitely start right away. Start with it. Don't just kind of go through your list. Start with the most difficult reservation. Yep. Find the find the day that you can get it and go ahead and get it. Absolutely. E- even if you have to change what days you were going to go to the parks. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> change your reservation if you hot, have to. Hot tip for this is book reservations based upon the dic- difficulty of the reservation, not on the chronological order. So don't so don't say like, okay, the first day I'm in Magic Kingdom, I have to do this. Change those park reservation days or don't even make park reservation days. Make dining reservations first and then figure it out and then figure it out after the fact, because if you do that, then you will be able to get Cinderella's Royal Table. The other thing is, remember that people can book up to 10 days if they're staying on property. They can book up to 10 days in into the future for dining. So there are on the first day of your vacation, there's people that are finishing their vacation that have already filled up those spots. Yep. Push it to the tail end of your vacation. So again, online reservations for select restaurants like this open at like 545 in the morning, Eastern standard time. Phone lines don't phone this in phone Mm -hmm. lines open at seven, go online Book it online at 545. Be up. Prioritize it. People will say, well, this is already getting marked. This is already getting ridiculous. It's just food. Yeah, I understand that, but it's coveted. And I I know that. And this is this is maybe what's taking the rating down a little bit overall. It's really hard to get. I'm not contesting that it's hard to get, but it will be worth it for the kids because they'll really like it. They will really like it. Always try the website earlier, but keep that phone handy. God forbid you want to get somebody. I mean, you know the number for dining. It's easy. It's 407-WDW-DINE. And you can always call. You can always call that number regularly and just continue to check if they have it. And tell the cast member, it's my first trip or I've never eaten there. It's a really special day. We've seen some pixie dust where in occasions they'll, they'll get you in maybe not at the time you want, but they'll say, Hey, I can get you in at four or I can get right. in at this time. And, uh, just Disney will work with you, but if you yeah. want to get this, be flexible, be flexible. Perfect. Dwayne. That's, I was just going to say like, don't be hard set on. It's only, if I can't get in on Monday, I'm not going to go because then you're opening yourself up to disappointment with this particular yep. reservation. There are places that are like that. I mean, just off the top of my head. So, talking about like booking the most difficult reservations. When we do the quadruple D for other episodes, be our guest, Victoria and Alberts, same way. Mm-hmm. California grill, California, grill. Ohana, chef Mickey, uh, the Bon Voyage breakfast specifically fills up really quick. Cause that's a character breakfast over at Trattoria Al Forno um, storybook dining because yep. it's got snow white and the seven dwarves. Topolino's Terrace, super fast, fills up. Space 220 is filling up just because it's new. Mm-hmm. But those are the ones, if you want to get a reservation like that, prioritize the location versus the day. And then backfill it in. And then say, okay, well, I got Cinderella's Royal Table. I was originally going to be at Epcot, but you know what? I'm going to switch those days. Now I'm going to now I'm going to go over there that day. Yeah. J- just because. I- I definitely think that's important. The other thing to remember, too, is um, if you have park hopper or if you book a park hopper, you could let's say that, you know, you have got to eat at 
somewhere, you know, let's say it's, you know, CRT, you've got to eat there and you got it and it's your last day and you've already been to Magic Kingdom twice. You've got it at 730 at night and you're at Hollywood all day long. That's fine. Yep. You have Park Hopper, stay at Hollywood until four, whatever it is, and then start making your way to the Magic Kingdom and you can do it that way. That's not as ideal, but Mark and I have both done those very things. So frequently that can be done. Frequently yeah. we do that where we'll park hop just for dining. And then after we've dined, we'll just finish we'll the night. The at, you'll just stay yeah. right there. You'll finish the night at, at a different park. Mm-hmm. Um, just some of the X's and O's of this place. Um, it is breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's very important. Some places that we're going to do in quadruple D are only lunch and dinner locations, but you can get breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's a nice early breakfast reservation that if you, another like fun little tip if you mm-hmm. want to get into the park before everybody else, they scan your dining reservation and you get into certain areas of the park before anybody else. Um, it is character dining, which is, again, we've said this now uh, twice. Uh, traditionally, uh, there were several characters. When we went multiple occasions, we got Ariel, Jasmine, Aurora, and Snow White. Cinderella used to do the posed photos and the meet and greet down in the Great Hall downstairs. Yeah, I have a I have a couple of great family photos with Cinderella down there that just and they're so precious because you know your your daughter is little and Cinderella yeah. oh it's just I mean literally I, I went and looked at those after we talked about it last night and those pictures are just priceless and you, you know? and you're gonna have those as as heirlooms and memories for forever yeah and those that's back in the day when we bought. The printed photo. Yep. You, you remember back then, you know, you'd buy the printed photo and they put it in a like a matted the little matted frame. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I mean, I still have it like that. I remember those, man. So yeah. now as of as of the initial creation of this broadcast, which is March 20th of 2022, as of the time where we're creating this broadcast, currently only Cinderella is meeting and greeting young lords and ladies over at Cinderella's royal table. Um, she's going to filter around the perimeter of the circular room. She does her little saunter. She waves. They have magical music that plays, but it's very possible with the resumption of character meet and greets that those kind of things will be changing. So this might be only four weeks old and already that, that information is, is outdated. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Lori Gave us an incredible pro tip on the um, the kids doing Disney with kids episode. It is a great pro tip for anything involving character dining, but especially here. We used to do the two birds with one stone with Cinderella's Royal Table because it is a phenomenal way to get four or five face characters out of the way. Yep. It is a great way to do meet and greet is to get character dining. Saves you time of waiting in a queue in the park. And you're checking off two bucket list items for the kids all at once, which is I'm eating in the castle and I'm meeting five characters. And then you don't have to stop and meet those characters again in the park. So one of the great ways that we used to always tick off our character meet and greets with our kids was we would book three, four or five character dining experiences and we would get everybody in and never wait in line for a character. Never. That that's kind of what we did. You know, whether it was, you know, you go to Cinderella's Royal Table and you yep. get the princesses and then you you go over to um, Crystal Palace and yep. you got 
Winnie, Winnie the Pooh and all the friends there, you'd go maybe to Chef Mickey's or somewhere like that and get the Fab, Fab five. five was over there. Man, you just knock them out and you have them done. And then, you know, you can spend more time doing other things. Chippendale over at Garden Grill, you had Rapunzel, Flynn Rider, Prince Eric and Ariel over at Trattoria Al Forno. Mm-hmm. Um, the only princess that we ever used to really have to go and meet and greet was Elena of Avalor and Tiana in story in storybook hall because there weren't what mm-hmm. well, she wasn't there. Right. I'm going to continue to advocate for this. There should be some kind of Tiana's cafe or, or absolutely over on either Tom Sawyer Island or over there in Frontierland to repurpose the diamond horseshoe into some kind of Tiana's. That'd be great. Character meet and greet. She Especially need, after they change Splash Mountain. Please. Like Diamond Horseshoe. Yeah. And I've and I've advocated that I think that the Snuggly Duckling should do a takeover of the Columbia Harbor House. Agreed. And I that, think both of those things would be amazing. That should be a Rapunzel or Flynn Rider themed bar. Yeah. Book it. Disney, call please, Disney, please call me. Listen, we're giving you good good ideas here. Josh, listen to me, Josh. <laughs> You need to call me, man, because I love Disney and this brain of mine is filled with amazing ideas. Like, please, I'm just I'm just saying, bro, call me. I will DM you my my number. Let's connect. I don't even want to get paid. I will imagine you're for Disney for free. Right. Just annual passes, brother. That's That's it. it. Just give me annual (laughs) passes and I'm good to go. All right. So let's get (laughs) let's get into Josh is like, I'm not calling this dude. This guy's crazy. Do you think Josh tomorrow <laughs> listens? No. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody send this to him, will you? Somebody send this over to Josh tomorrow, please. <laughs> All right. So let's get into um, the ambiance of this place first. And let's talk about the look and feel of Cinderella's Royal Table, because I'm going to argue that this is why you book Cinderella's Royal Table. This is the real deal of why people will pay these prices to go here is because the ambiance, the location, 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 location is is wonderful. Exactly. All right, dude. So let's talk about the ambiance itself. Go ahead, man. Riff have just, you have gorgeous, Uh, you know, from the second, you know, at least in my experience, you know, like Mark said in the beginning, you'd come in, they'd take you to meet Cinderella, typically on the first floor, you'd have pictures, things like that. But, even from there, it's number one, you're you're in the castle. You walk up to the castle. You're coming up Main Street. You see this. You walk down. You see the mosaics. And then, bang, you're in the castle. And then whether you take the elevator or the steps, I believe we took the elevator up. You know, we had little ones at the time. Took the elevator up to the second floor. And you walk in to that second floor dining area. And it's truly breathtaking. It is gorgeous. Yes. High ceilings, uh, stained glass windows. Um, I was actually during, and I and I guess I think I knew this, but I didn't know it. Or it came, it, I was reminded of it today. The show notes that I shot you? No, actually, I was something I was watching. The um, the stained glass windows, you know how those. Oh, yeah. The, um, there's symbols in all of them. There's uh, like shields in Crests. each one of those. The crest, thank you. Yes, wow, the, man. 
Yeah, the crest, <laughs> and and they're of Imagineers. Yes, they're Disney. They're his daughter. There's so many of the they're influential people in Walt Disney. So the their crest, correct. So there. um, the banners, so cool. But a lot of people don't know that, and that's actually one of the really cool details about so neat the um the decorations. People see all the flags and they see the crests that are emblazoned into, um, you know, some some of them are just tapestries. Some are actually in the stained glass. Um, they represent uh, crests of the family of Imagineers, uh, Mark Davis, John Hench, Marty Sklar, a lot of the members of the Disney family. Mm-hmm. Like that's their personal crest. The crest that's actually I, I know this isn't Cinderella's Royal Table. But there's a crest that's on the front and the back, the same, uh, it's the same coat of arms that's on the front and back of the castle. That's actually Walt Disney's coat of arms. I don't, people, people may walk by that a million times, not even realizing, but that is the Disney coat of arms that is both on the front and and the back of Cinderella's castle. Yeah. So it's, it's wonderful. So all the little details like that, yeah, I think are amazing. Um, I, you know, and I know we're going to talk more about the ambiance, but when you're in there and you're having breakfast or lunch or dinner and your little princess has her magic wand, which they give, you know, uh, wands to the to the little ladies and I believe swords to the to the boys and, uh, you know, er- everything sparkles and lights up and it's just magical. And to see, you know, at the time, my daughter and her eyes got so big and she was so, you know, she was actually wearing a little, uh, you know, princess dress and all those things. And it was just, you know, just amazing. The, the ambiance, the, the feeling that you get when you're in there absolutely is, is really like Mark said, it's what makes this a absolute must do. So if you're if you're fortunate enough to get one of the prime tables, which is located on the back of the castle overlooking. So it does not overlook the front. It actually overlooks the back. So you're looking out to Fantasyland and the uh, the the carousel. Mm -hmm. That's the view that you're going to get for a good reason, too. That's where the one of the best views of fireworks is actually right from there. But if you have just you and your partner. And the two of you want to have the most romantic dinner sitting at the stained glass windows overlooking Fantasyland is probably one of the most romantic things that you could actually do in, in all of Disney. Very. Well. But during the fireworks, it is absolutely magical. We've had a chance to experience fireworks at Cinderella's Royal Table. But the theming, it's decadent. Uh, the theme is royalty. Uh, the flags, the medieval tapestries, wooden accents and finishes, princely accoutrements. It's very, very rich, very elegant, and you really do feel like royalty, and they really make the kids feel like they do princes and princesses, and even the boys get treated as like as knights and as and as sir, and it does not discriminate like it's it's not like the girls only have a good experience there the the princesses have really great interactions with the young, with the young princes and the young squires. They do a really good job of interacting and pulling the boys into the, into the fantasy, but it is a circular room, high vaulted ceilings. The architecture draws your eyes up to the ceiling to check out all of the flags. It's just the sight lines, pull your eyes up 
And you can get lost in just looking up at the ceiling and staring at the ceiling so much so that sometimes you'll space out a little bit and your server will have to remind you, hello, like we're, we're eating here. <laughs> um, but the, the lighting is spectacular at night. It just has an energy and it's just so magical sparkles. <laughs> That's what you're paying for. Some people will say be our guest is one of the most enchanting dining experiences that you can have on property. I'm going to say, yes, it is really great, but Cinderella's Royal table to me still takes the cake. It really does still take the cake. Um, those mosaics, Dwayne, that you mentioned, take time to appreciate before you walk into the door, those mosaics that are in the castle, thousands of people walk by those every single day without realizing they're priceless. They're actually like, there, there are like riches in those mosaics themselves. There, mm -hmm. there are these lavishly detailed mosaics. It's Italian glass, sterling silver, and 14 karat gold that adorn those panels, those mosaic panels that those tell. Always, they're just, ugh. Yeah, that tell the story of Cinderella. And people walk by them without really having the time to appreciate the artistry of them. Amazing. But there are little details throughout the restaurant, too, that you can see even in the Great Hall. Jack Jack and Gus Gus are like up there in that great hall. There's little tiny details from the story of Cinderella that are just sprinkled throughout that as you're waiting to get seated and even there, take, take that time to just look around and really appreciate all of the nods to the story of, of Cinderella. You will uh, trust me. You'll, you'll enjoy the meal that much more. Yeah. I, and truly, I think that's probably good advice for Disney in general, when you're in the Disney parks, yep. is we're all in a hurry. Don't get me wrong. We all want to ride, you know, whatever it is, your favorite. You want to ride Splash Mountain or Big Thunder. People Mover 66 or the, times. Or the People Mover or whatever it is. You want to get there as fast as you can. But I honestly, take a second and enjoy what you see. Just look around. Enjoy the sights, enjoy the sounds, and this experience, Cinderella's Royal Table, the castle, every bit of it is exactly that. Take a second. Yes. Look around. Take it in. It's more than just food on a plate, and it's more than Cinderella walking through the room so that you can take a video or a picture. It's way more than that. It's an experience. It's an experience. Yep. It really is. And I learned a long time ago. Um, when you start putting, you know, well, you put a price tag on this, that, and the other, um, for me and my family, we value experience over the expense. That's a great way to put it, man. That's a really great way to put it. Now that said, I will take the flip side of the coin <laughs> and I will kind of forewarn you, maybe one of the drawbacks of this experience that while the ambiance and the experience is, is quite possibly the greatest selling point of Cinderella's Royal Table, let me just say, you are going to pay for that oh, experience. Yeah. Now, there's a difference in price between breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast is going to cost you $42 if you're an adult and $27 per child for an all-you-care-to-enjoy breakfast fare. There's a lot of options. Let's get into the food. Let's talk about the value that lies in the menu, the quality of the food, and some of the food items, and, some, and review some of these food items. So for breakfast, you can get quite literally the traditional breakfast, which is scrambled eggs, sausage, bacon, and potatoes. 
They the have same it, as you get everywhere else. The same as you get everywhere else. And I love the way that you just framed that because we're <laughs> going to have a discussion about that in about 45 seconds. They have a baked quiche. The baked quiche is a uh, it's a goat cheese, spinach, mushroom quiche, quiche. It has a dollop of goat cheese cream that is served with arugula and then like a roasted bell pepper. Um, real men do eat quiche. I have had the breakfast quiche. It is outstanding. Okay. Uh, if you are health conscious, don't worry. The menu is not overly decadent. They have something for you. Or if you're just a hipster and you're cool, get the Royal Avocado Toast. Healthy wise, it is a multigrain. <laughs> multigrain. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. A, it's a multigrain toast uh, topped with the plant-based egg and cheese, avocado radish, and jalapenos. It's obviously the plant-based option. Again, for those who are counting calories or for those people who look at the other stuff and it's a little too rich, my advice is don't do that because, again, you're going to pay $40 for a piece of bread and avocado (laughs) toast. Like, please, please don't do that. That's a horrible, (laughs) horrible value. Like, if you're going to do that, you better ask for, like, three orders of the the breakfast pastries that are coming. (laughs) That is a really really horrible use of $42 for an adult. Uh, The shrimp shrimp and grits for breakfast – uh, there's a smoked Gouda cheese grit uh, served with tomato jam, fried egg, buttered shrimp, and a garlic baguette. Uh, a little bit salty, if I'm if I'm being completely honest. Uh, the the it could the the grits were fine to me. Uh, a little bit salty though, when compared with you know just what I had expected from the dish, but very mm-hmm. good. I do enjoy uh, the beef tenderloin and the mm-hmm. egg. Uh, yeah. It is very similar in some ways to what they offer over at Topolino's. Topolino's has the wood-fired grill steak. It's not served with a um, frittata like this, but that's served with polenta. But this beef tenderloin and egg, it's potatoes and cheese frittata. So it's a frittata topped with the beef tenderloin. Yeah. There is a cheese sauce over top of the frittata and then a broccolini. Very unique for a breakfast item that you would have broccolini served there. And then like a chive, like aioli. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's a, that's, to me, that's a good value. That's the good value. Yeah. That's the one that. Worth 42 bucks. Right. Exactly. Right there. I really enjoyed that item. What I would always say to people is if you're going to go to a place like this, get something like that. So if I went, here would be my recommendation. My recommendation is that beef tenderloin and egg. One, because it's got an excellent value for what you're paying. But two, it's a really unique item that you're not going to get at one of the quick services. Don't go and get the traditional breakfast. You can get scrambled eggs everywhere at Disney and Mickey waffles for 12 bucks. Right. I get it. You're paying for the experience, but, but try to have your, try to have your meal match the, the price tag, please. Yeah. Get Get the beef tenderloin. I I concur. That is what I would get also. The other, my second recommendation is if you don't get the beef tenderloin and egg, what I would recommend just for from rarity's sake, some people may or may not like French toast, but they have a caramel apple stuffed French toast. It's very decadent. It's very rich and sweet. Some people may not want it because it's very sweet, sometimes right. overly sweet, but it's a French toast. It's stuffed with uh, cream cheese spiced apples and then it's drizzled with a caramel sauce and then it's served with a side of bacon 
but at least it's unique and that you can say, hey, it's not like I, I can't get this over at any of the quick service locations. Skip traditional breakfast. Mark's pick is the tenderloin and egg or the caramel apple stuffed French toast. Just beware. It's like hella sweet. You're going to yeah. be you're going to be bouncing off the walls of Cinderella's Royal Table after you finish it. You're going to like ping everywhere. Pew, pew, pew. Absolutely. Nuts. Yeah, and I agree with Mark. I concur on the beef tenderloin and egg. That's the one to get. Um the the avocado toast like Mark said, that may be great, but you're paying way too paying $42 for avocado toast. Don't do that. It's just and not a great value. It's not. And the and the uh traditional breakfast like Mark said, that breakfast is not hardly any different than you can buy the whatever it's called, the big breakfast that they have at yeah. Pop Century, you know, in the food court. That's yep. really not, it's not any different. For kids, they have an egg white frittata. You can get them oatmeal, waffles. They have assorted cereals. I will always tell the kids, ask if there's another option or a substitute other than that. I cannot abide paying $27 for my kid to eat cold cereal at Cinderella's Royal Table for a $1.50 or $2 box of Rice Krispies to be charged $27 for juice that and like and or a milk, a chocolate milk, not worth the value. Try to sub in something for the kids. They can always sub in. That's another thing. They can always sub in eggs. They can always sub in something else. The kids also have or something. Well, the kids can also choose from with those items. They can choose sides to go with them, the sausage, the bacon, but make sure that your kids are getting enough food for the 20, the $27 that you're paying for, for the plate. That would be my only complaint about breakfast. You and I have had this philosophical discussion. I don't go for breakfast for that sole reason. The steak is worth it for me, but a lot of these other food items, I just can't justify the cost of a $42 plate for breakfast. Yeah, it's hard. And, it's, and truthfully, it's almost that way on Disney property. Mm-hmm. So it's really it's really about if you're going to do breakfast, you're doing it probably because maybe that's what your kids eat well, or you're doing it because you can get into a certain park early and maybe take advantage of that. Yep. Um, but... I mean, and truthfully, that I've done it for both reasons. Yes. Uh, but typically, as a family, we don't do breakfast in the parks anymore. For that reason, and I'm going to give, we're going to give a rating for each meal. I would give breakfast at Cinderella's Royal Table a 7 out of 10. It's going to fall to a 7 for me for a a booking option, if only because it's very expensive for the the options that are there. I I do feel that way a little bit about Topolino's Terrace, but there are two items at Topolino's Terrace that are just life changing good in that wood fire snake and the uh, snake steak. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, wood fire steak and the hash, the breakfast hash, which is like one of the best things. I I'm going to be completely honest. One of the best things I've ever eaten for breakfast in my entire life, like ever, yeah. ever anywhere. So it is. Very expensive, but I can justify the cost because I dream about those food items. Quite literally dream about those food items that I think to myself, oh, man, when am I going to get those again? Right. Here, not as much. Yeah, the steak is good. 
here, but it still does not compare with the stuff that I think you get over at Topolino. So for that reason, I'm giving it a seven. Yeah. Is that fair? I, or I tend I... to agree. Yeah. Okay. That's about what I would, what I would give it as well is about a seven. And really the reason it's that high is not the food. It's, uh, it's the ambiance and yeah. the, uh, the, um, you're, just every, everything, the experience. You're paying for the early entry, you're paying for the experience, and you're paying for the ambiance. But there are better places to are. get breakfast on property. So our Agreed. recommendation wholeheartedly would be to get the most bang for your buck, but really to truly get the most out of Cinderella's Royal Table, it would be a lunch and a dinner. Right. Uh, you're you're more than welcome to to put our recommendations to the test and book breakfast love it and absolutely come at us on in a voicemail and say like y'all are wrong you're just flat out wrong but listen personal preference Dwayne and personal preference all right man we have to reset the dining room for dinner but before we do that let's pause for a minute and play Dwayne's Disney trivia let's do it uh Dwayne's Disney trivia don't forget every single week Dwayne has an incredible trivia question you go over to this dislikepodcast.com, you leave the show a voicemail with the correct answer to that question, and then you automatically get entered into this month's grand prize drawing. This month's trivia sponsor and prize is being sponsored by our good friends John and Heather Hinson over at Hinson Photography. If you're traveling to Walt Disney World Universal or one of the surrounding beaches, Hinson Photography specializes in vacation portraits for families and couples. Book a personalized session to capture the magic so that you never forget those special family trips engagement sessions anniversaries birthdays and more john and heather are there for it all contact them today at hinsonphotography.com or call 386-478-8099 to learn more about booking your vacation portraits with hinson photography Dwayne, we are ready this table is set for you my friend all right serve us up a healthy dose of Dwayne's disney trivia see what i did there all right I like it. Kept I like it. it. Dining so we're talking about Cinderella's castle. So the question this week is, how many bricks did they use to make Cinderella's castle? <laughs> Google it. <laughs> <laughs> how many bricks did they use to make Cinderella's castle? There you go. You had it. Simple Don't, as that. Simple as that. There you go. Uh, closest to retail value without going over is entered into the win. <laughs> Uh, John and Heather Hinson are donating a magical lounge fly bag to one lucky winner of Dwayne's Disney trivia this month. Again, head over to this dislikepodcast.com. Leave the answer to that question. You get one entry. You can get a maximum of four entries. Or if you're hitting me up on TikTok at this or at not this at Dislife Mark over on TikTok, I have been dropping bonus entries over on my TikToks, my man. I see that. That you can you can do that over there too. So good stuff. All right. Um, tables reset. Shift has changed. Servers are ready to prepare dinner for us. Be our guest one more time for dinner over at Cinderella's Royal Table. Um, in my humble opinion, this is where this restaurant absolutely shines. We've done everything here, but when presented with the choice, lunch or dinner for our family. Lunch and dinner. Cost is higher. So as opposed to the $42 per adult and $27 per child, dinner, $62 per adult, and children ages 3 to 9, very important to note that, Mm -hmm. 3 to 9 are $37. Your 10-year-old will be charged as an adult. 
Yeah, which you which you are now getting ready to I, experience. <laughs> I say this because this is Mark telling himself this. Remember, when Bella goes to Cinderella's royal table and dines again forever, Bella will now be a Disney adult. <laughs> 62 bucks for a kid to eat at Cinderella's royal table. Again, there's no nothing in my voice to say. Listen, you want to pay 62 bucks for a 10 year old? Just make sure you're. Just make sure your 10 year old's going to eat is all I'm going to say to you. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's no, not me trying to dissuade you from going. That's not me putting the mouth on the location. I love this place. 62 bucks is a lot for a 10 year old. Make sure they eat. Make sure yeah. you order the right food for them. Right. Exactly. When my, when my niece and my daughter are like chicken fingers, please. And I'm like, Lauren, you're a Disney adult. <laughs> you sure you want those chicken fingers? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. You don't want a steak. <laughs> like you don't want steak. I can pretend it's chicken fingers. All right. I'll cut it up and make it look, look like I, chicken fingers. I am. I, I'm sorry if my frugality is showing here, but when I pet, I just, <laughs> I'm really sorry if my frugality is showing like right now, ladies and gentlemen, but I just, I'm one of those guys. I do try to find value and, and I don't mind spending money, but when I am spending money, I just want to make sure it's going to a good place. That's it. That's it. I'm always looking out for you. So you could always be like, hey, I like Mark. This Mark guy's good. He's not throwing my money away from me. All right. So uh, it is a prefix menu. So you'll order a starter. You'll get a main course. And then you'll be able to order a dinner. A lot or a, di- a dinner, a dessert. A lot of places do this. Be Our Guest also has a prefix menu. Um, let's get into the appetizers first. So there is a soup of the day. Uh, we ordered... The most recent one that I can recall is a minestrone soup. Really nice. Uh, very light. It was not greasy. Linda got the minestrone soup. Uh, I did have a chance to eat that and and just take a bite of it. It was really solid. It's minestrone. Mm-hmm. I mean, Good. it's hard to mess up minestrone soup. If you mess up minestrone soup, just get out. Like, get up. Get out the restaurant. Um, yeah, you because, shouldn't be cooking. Yeah, the rest of the meal is going to be completely awful. <laughs> um, you can get a charcuterie board as Amy and Dana call it, is the adult Lunchables. This is what I got the last time. Um, cured meats, pickles, uh, crackers, accompaniments, delicious. Again, really hard. I mean, if you like a charcuterie board, it's it's your run-of-the-mill charcuterie board. There's nothing spectacular that's going on with the charcuterie board that it really sets it apart from other charcuterie boards that you can get over at Disney. Um, really solid option for you as an adult that if you want something that's the first two are very, they're very easy for you to, to order. Um, if you're more adventurous as an eater, Dwayne, I know you're not going this route, but you can get the steamed mussels. They are, uh, Prince Edward Island mussels. They are in a white wine, coconut curry, uh, served with tomatoes and like stewed tomatoes and a cilantro. And then they have a like garlic toast crostini that's served on the side, which is chef's kiss and you use the crostini to soak up all that good stuff you're not a fan of that kind of stuff but me chef's kiss this is <laughs> this is mark's recommendation right there are those steamed mussels mm, love them uh, and then the fourth option again very safe very solid uh they call it the castle salad just a romaine mix uh it's it's got like brussels sprouts they actually put citrus in it which makes it really nice um, there's a fennel, there's a little bit of a vinaigrette. I think it's a passion fruit vinaigrette that they put in it. 
And again, it's really good. I Disney does. We've we've laughed before right. <laughs> about they do good salad. I am a fan <laughs> of salad. <laughs> I had for the longest time. Those of you who are new to the show, I had a running gag, or I had a statement that I would always say is like Dwayne. Far be it for me to say nice things about or or be poetic about a salad. And then what was it? The fifth or sixth time that I was like, man, that like, salad wait, is so good. Wait a minute. Maybe, maybe I do like salad. Maybe I <laughs> do like salad and I do. I really do like salad. So paradigm shift for me, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And for me, like you said, uh, I would probably lean towards either the soup or the charcuterie. Yeah. You know, they, one of the two of them would be me to start, the, you know, to start off with. So, uh, it's re- it's really nice. Again, I understand that you're paying sixty two dollars per plate, but understand for sixty two dollars, you are getting three courses. Mm-hmm. So to to that end, if you order the right things, there really is value in the sixty two dollar cost. Here's the thing: if your kid is going and they don't eat any of those things, again, that's like you know, if your kid's like, "Can I get a fruit cup?" It's like, oh, it kills me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's killing me right now. Like, or like carrot sticks and like a, a cheese, like a hunk of cheese. I'm like, kid, order the mussels. Yeah. Or can, can you just bring me some bread? Well, so <laughs> what we've done before is Lauren, and this is why I got to be, you want to know like why I was 165 pounds, right? And, and this little bit of a man, we would go with Lauren and she'd be like, I don't want an appetizer. I'm like, she's going to have the mussels. She'll get the muscles. And then she's like, I don't want those. I'm like, Shh, quiet, you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm eating them. I want them. I want them. <laughs> so we would order as an adult for her. And Uncle Mark would eat all of all two, of her two stuff. Two appetizers. I would. I would. Um, but the appetizers are really good. Again, I would recommend the muscles. I think that they are. Uh, they really make the cost of the of the, the meal and the experience worth it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so. There are uh, – so the meals itself, what I like, my personal favorite, is the beef tenderloin or the steak. It's a grilled beef tenderloin. It's served with a side of really creamy whipped potatoes. And then whatever the seasonal vegetable is, there's usually root vegetables that are served on the side. And then there's like a Bordelais sauce, which is like a red wine reduction chef's kiss <laughs> so good <laughs> very good they usually that, will f- that is a good meal right yeah there. they'll usually flay the tenderloin really really nice cut of meat very tender this is my go-to it's the it's you know it's the filet really really nice really yeah. nice um there's other stuff again there's there's always plant-based and friendly options so then they have the when will my life begin chicken and pasta um, tangled pasta, cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's served with chicken. Um, there is a pine nut pesto sauce and it's served. It's really fun and cute. It's served in a frying pan mm-hmm. <laughs> for Rapunzel. Right. Really cool. Like <laughs> theming is awesome. And the cool thing is if there's a melee that breaks out, you, you've you're, got your weapon. Yeah. You're equipped weapon, <laughs> weapon in hand. You're ready to go. Uh, there's a sustainable catch. Uh, uh, so it's marble potatoes. There's a chimichurri and seasonal vegetables. Uh, again, pine tree nuts uh, for if you have like or soy allergies, just just beware. But there's a sustainable fish and a catch of the day. Um, so 
between that. Oh, I'm forgetting the chickpea uh, panisse. So it's crispy chickpeas, tomato jam, roasted carrots, uh, garbanzos, chive powder. That's the plant-based uh, right. meal. I have no – you can tell from the lack of enthusiasm that I'm talking about with that dish. I've never ordered it. I've never been inclined to order it. There's a good steak on the menu. That's what I ordered. That's Correct. what I ordered. Um, we have had the again value too. You're well, talking about value yep. for us. And again, we when Mark and I are talking about this, this is what we what we would do. Yep. You know, and, now, and everybody's different. The chicken everybody has a different palate. And, and the chicken and pasta, I do believe, is very much worth the price of admission. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a good dish. It's a really solid dish. It's not as good as the pasta that we get over there at Ellen Compass, but it's really good. I mean, it's really good. If you're a person that you're, you're just, you don't do red meat and you've cut red meat out of your diet, that, that chicken and that pasta dish is, is really, really good. I mean, and I think it's a really good substitute for those people who don't eat meat at all. Again, it's nice that there's a plant-based option or that there's fish, there's sustainable fish. The menu is very friendly to a multitude of different diets and, and different palates. And again, I I haven't seen that sustainable fish or I haven't seen the chickpea uh, uh, panisse. It's, I don't know if it's worth it. I can't even say, compar- you know, comparatively right. speaking. But to me, those other two dishes are very, there's nice portions. You're getting a good portion of food for the 60 something dollars that you're paying for the meal. Uh, for dessert, they have the, the Jack and the Gus. It's a cheesecake. And it's served with like different seasonal flavors and different garnishes depending on the time of the year. Uh, there is coffee pots de creme. It's a coffee infused coconut custard dessert uh, with a passion fruit jelly and a crumbled chocolate espresso bean over the top. This is a plant based dessert. My personal favorite, though, that I love to order every single time is the clock strikes 12. Linda has gotten the uh, the, the cheesecake with the seasonal flavor. And uh, I generally will get the clock strikes 12. It's a dark chocolate mousse and it's topped with a caramel and crunchy uh, praline center served with the chocolate sauce and a hazelnut gelato mm-hmm. on the side. Sounds so good. Chef's kiss, man. And yeah, it's beautiful. Sounds, sounds amazing. It's on my Instagram no more than like three or four times. It's beautiful. <laughs> it, it's actually a really good looking dessert. Um yeah. I'd probably put it like really close to like that Kungaloosh for me. It's just okay. really good. It's decadent. I, I like, I'm a sucker for like a, a chocolate mousse. Don't, I don't know what it is about chocolate mousse that it's just, it's really, really good. Um, for the kids menu, uh, the seared fish of the day, they can get a beef tenderloin. Generally Bella will get the beef tenderloin. So even if they're, you know, usually you get them an adult portion, but the kids for the, um, for the price that the kids are getting, uh, again, the $37, if your child is three through nine, they can get a filet mignon that there's the uh, the beef tenderloin there too. And then you get into the, are you sure you don't want to get something else, honey? Chicken nuggets, <laughs> macaroni and cheese. Um, do you want to pay $40 for a little bowl of right. mac and cheese? If that's all your kid's going to eat, I get it. But Yeah. Get the mistake. And so, the things that we do for our kids, right? Yes. Get the mistake. 
<laughs> the kids really love the dessert. So they have the sword in the sweet cookies and cream cheesecake mousse with a chocolate cookie crumble top and crispy pearls. Kids never get that though. Mm. They get the build your own cupcake. My daughters love, love, love the build your own cupcake. <laughs> Vanilla cupcake with Cinderella's blue icing. And then they give you decorations to basically the kids create their own cupcake. And they love doing that. That's pretty cool, though. That's a neat that's a neat little thing. Mm-hmm. If the kids don't want to do that, of course, you can always get them the seasonal sorbet or a yogurt parfait. But that's not fun. That's not no. as fun. If you're an adult and you like champagne, I've never been a fan of chocolate, Gene. <laughs> uh, I've never really liked champagne personally. No, um, I will toast and I'll, I will drink champagne on an occasion. But if you enjoy champagne, uh, I do recommend you check out one of their amazing champagne flights. Linda and myself are really not big champagne drinkers, so we've always skipped it. Uh, but you can imbibe at this location, so take full advantage of that if you desire. Because there's not alcohol that's served throughout the park. It's not like Epcot or Animal Kingdom or Hollywood. Right. You can only get alcohol... In Cinderella's Royal Table, Skipper Canteen, uh, Tony's Town Square Restaurant, and Liberty Tree Tavern, I think, has uh, some some drinks as well. Yeah. So, so it's tip. limited, very limited. Hot tip. So dad's going to be dad's gonna be throwing the drinks down. <laughs> be like, can I drink here? Yes. Load it up. Jock. Let's go. <laughs> All right, man. Um, pro tip. Fireworks. Fireworks. Fireworks, fireworks are a must-do from Cinderella's Royal Table. You did that, uh, was it on your June trip? We just did that in August. Oh, it was August. Okay, yeah, August. I knew you did it here recently. We just did it. in the last year. It is magical. Hard to get, but this is that if you book it 60 days and you book at the end of the trip, you can definitely get it. Um, Late night reservation. So book your your sit-down at like 7 Take your time. Seven seven thirty is the sweet spot, so that you can be there for fireworks. If you can get one of the window spots, obviously that's great. If not, remember from that episode, there were some people that were really not so nice about the kids wanting to watch fireworks, but they pumped the music for Disney's Enchantment into Cinderella's Royal Table, and the glow of the fireworks are there, and they fill the dining room. It's just so great. Um, pro tip, another s- second pro tip, late night reservations for couples is a must do super romantic. So, uh, if it's just you and your partner, this is probably one of the most romantic reservations that you can get later on in night. Uh, the other advantage to that is you obviously will then come out to an empty park. If you're booking a reservation at like 9 PM, you're coming out in most cases to an empty park asterisk, unless there's an after hours event or magic hours, in which case, you know, I'm sorry that the park yeah. isn't empty, but otherwise <laughs> take it full advantage of an empty magic kingdom, uh, yeah. can, canoodle by, uh, the hub and, uh, just enjoy the quiet and the beauty of magic kingdom. Take a lot of pictures, take tons of pictures. Yeah. That, that's the time where you can get the pictures of your wife and she's standing on main street with nobody in sight anywhere around Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, just perfect, perfect shot. All right, so breakfast for me was a seven. Um, I'm going to be kicking up the rating for Cinderella's Royal Table for dinner 
To me, it's a solid 8.5, maybe even a nine. Um, the food, the food's like an eight, eight and a half. Ambiance is always a 10. The experience is always a 10 breakfast or dinner. Um, but the price or value for dinner is, is a lot better for me. And that's like a seven or an eight. So to me, this is like an eight and a half. Yeah, I, I would, you know, and again, uh, I've not been there for dinner. Um, however, Lori mentioned to me that it is apparently going to be back on our list as a must do for the two of us here real soon. I was going to give it about an eight, um, you know, so I would say about, you know, for me right now, about an eight. Uh, but stay tuned because I'll be going again soon. <laughs> we'll, we'll be checking in with you. So that that I, I uh, reserve the right to amend my number. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to start at an eight. <laughs> you always can reserve that right to amend it. <laughs> Ultimately, ladies and gentlemen, here it's is here is the breakdown for this deep. I got to hold on. I got to go back. I, there's too many Disney. D's. Disney deep dive. No, Disney Dining Deep Dive. We'll get it. Jeremy, eventually I'm going to get it. Disney Dining Deep Dive. It. So the here's 4Ds. Here's here's the skinny for the 4Ds on CRT. This is definitely worth waking up at 5:45 in the morning to book. If you have children, it's a must do. For couples, it's a must do. If you have done it several times, what I will tell you is at that point, look at the price tag or just Look at your priorities. Is it something that is on every single trip for us? No. But when we miss it, and we do miss it from time to time, it's getting on there every every other trip for us, or maybe every every third every third mm-hmm. trip. Because it never gets better than eating in the castle and really enjoying some one of the finest experiences that you could get in terms of the ambiance of eating inside of Cinderella's Royal Table. So my official review or my official breakdown would be while there are better places to eat in terms of the food and the value of the food that you will find, it does should not deter you from still booking Cinderella's Royal Table for the sheer experience of eating in the castle itself with the magic of the princes and princesses surrounding you throughout the course of your meal. That's it. There's my abstract. It, I agree 100%. That was my abstract. It, it is it is a reservation that you should prioritize if you have children. Or like Mark said, if you're going on a couple's trip and you want to just have a romantic evening, the two of you, Mark said that perfectly. Do it. Make it a priority. Get up early. Book it. Make it the first thing that you book for your trip so that you get it. Plan your days after you've booked it. And and then just enjoy it. Take everything in from walking to the castle, to the mosaics, to the stairs of the elevator, to the room itself, and take it all in. It is the ambiance, the experience is worth the expense. I love it, dude. I love it. Well, thank you so much, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed this quadruple D Disney deep dining, uh, Disney dining deep dive. The four D's. The four D's. Uh, if you have a recommendation of where you would like us to do a dining deep dive next, please let us know. Leave a voicemail for this Dislife podcast. Dwayne and I have eaten a lot of Disney food. There's only one place that I can't do a dining deep dive on, and that is Takumite or Victoria and Albert's. I have not done either one of those. 
I also have not done, but I don't think we're going to be doing this anytime soon. We have not done the Hoop-dee-doo musical review. Ooh, and which, I have. Which is not offered. When that comes back, rest assured, I will be booking the Hoop-dee-doo musical review. And we will be doing that if it does come back. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, I hope the rest of this week is filled with faith, trust, and pixie dust. We'll see you real soon. See you guys. This Diz Life podcast is brought to you by the Happiness is Addictive collection. Happiness is Addictive is passionate about spreading laughter and creating smiles worldwide. They love bringing their global community together through optimism, cheer, hopefulness, merriment, and celebrating life's magical moments. They know how important it is to celebrate life's adventures, and their apparel will give you everlasting, one-of-a-kind memories through pixie-dusted family photos, compliments from park guests, and magical moments with cast members. They pride themselves on high-quality, custom-made apparel at competitive prices with world-class service. Let them help you create a lifetime of memories, whether you're Disney-bounding, kicking it poolside, participating in run Disney marathons, having costumed adventures, or just living your best Disney life. You can find their Happiness is Addictive shop on Etsy. You can also find them on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Pinterest. They are proud to be featured in Indie Central Florida, the Thoughtful Gift Club, and now here on Diz Life Podcast. Their collection was founded by a 15-year former cast member who knows how to enhance your magical moments for a lifetime of memories with your family. Don't forget to use promo code DISLIFE15 to take an extra 15% off. What are you waiting for? Head over to Etsy and start getting happy today. Follow the link in our show notes and you'll find out for yourself that happiness is addictive.